Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. Hope all is well in your worlds. I want to begin with some encouraging stories near and far. How about we start near, as in right here in the Carolinas? I really love and appreciate when there are stories that happen that have good endings. It's kind of interesting. I had a conversation. I've had so many of these conversations with people who find out about what I did before in my prior life as a TV news anchor and reporter. And so many people are fascinated by that. And I may have mentioned on this program the other day, I had someone approach me who knows me pretty well and said, I just don't see how you did this day after day for years. Just talking about all of these horrible things that are going on in our world. Just negative stuff. Day after day after day. How do you do it? What's wonderful is I have the opportunity here to share some good things. And I make every effort to be intentional about doing that where possible every day. How about this story? As reported by the Charlotte Observer, a Dollar General worker helps to save kidnapped teens sent to the store for snacks. <laughs> this is a crazy story. A man's facing two counts of kidnapping after police say he forced two teenagers into his pickup truck, drove them around, then gave them money, sent them into a Dollar General to buy drinks and snacks. Deputies responded to a Dollar General in Mountain Rest on the evening of February 2nd after a worker called 911. Two teenagers inside the store told a worker they'd been kidnapped. And asked the worker to call 911. Earlier that day, a man forced the teenagers into his pickup truck in Seneca, about 20 miles southeast of Mountain Rest. He drove them around before giving them money and sending them into that Dollar General store. Also pointed a gun at them. After deputies arrived, they took the teens to a family member's house later taken to a hospital for evaluation as a precautionary measure. As far as we know, they are unharmed. The 50-year-old man, who was arrested February 3rd, also faces two counts of pointing a gun and presenting a firearm and one count of possession of a weapon during commission of a violent crime. Being held without bond. We don't know whether this guy knew the young victims, by the way, Seneca, about 160 miles northwest of Columbia. But isn't this a great ending to this story? Who knows what this guy's intentions were for these teenagers. And the fact that he sent them into this store. It was a game changer. And for that reason... We can celebrate the fact that they are alive and well. Thank God. I'm sure you have seen the video, the horrible pictures out of two countries, Turkey and Syria, where we've had two monstrous earthquakes. The fear is now as many as 20,000 people may be dead from those quakes that rocked Turkey and Syria. But I want to tell you about an incredible miracle that occurred in the midst of all of this rubble. You can imagine what 
a horrible thing it must be for the families, for the emergency workers responding to the scene. In so many cases, finding nothing but bodies, lifeless bodies, people who cannot be saved. But there is a ray of hope. A live newborn was pulled from the rubble after that quake. <sighs> They're calling this, for good reason, a miracle baby. Rescued just minutes after entering the world. Just minutes. Hmm. I don't know about you. This sends chills down my spine. The top was pulled to safety after her courageous mother delivered the little girl under the weight of a wrecked building. Far from ideal circumstances for a delivery. Can you imagine what this mother was thinking in the days leading up to the birth of this little girl? All of the plans, the aspirations that she had. The scenario she envisioned to go to the hospital and deliver this baby. Instead, she's in rubble, earthquake rubble. That's where she delivered this little girl. And imagine the horror for this woman, not only who experienced the earthquake, but she's believed to have been trapped under the debris for over a day. And as any mother would, healthy mother would, not only fearing for her own life and survival, but certainly very protective of and concerned about that new life inside her. Sadly, she died shortly after giving birth to this child. Ah, oh, man. There's actual video pictures of the moment. An eagle-eyed rescuer plucked the infant from under the rubble. The infant said to have been found while she was still tied by her umbilical cord to her mom. The man was forced to navigate through the maze of twisted metal, crumbled concrete, and barbed wire with that newborn in his arms. He carried the little girl to safety as she took her first breaths. Another man raced after him with a dusty green blanket to bundle that baby to keep her warm and alive. Bystanders seen watching the emotive rescue in awe bemused by the wonder of new life in the depths of such horrible destruction. The baby receiving care at a medical clinic. A cousin saying she is the sole survivor of her immediate family. Her parents killed in this earthquake. And adding to this tragedy, the mom had been displaced from Syria by the war. Pray for this young life for better days. Stay with us. And we are back on the Vince Coakley radio program. Not an amazing story about this little girl born in the midst of such tragedy and devastation. On the text line, we have this. Wow, what a story she will have to tell in her future. Amazing. She is supposed to be here. 
Yes. What a story. If you'd like to join the conversation, the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-928-1110. 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. So, tonight, we will hear from President Joe Biden. You know, I, I've got to tell you, do not get any ideas. I was just reflecting on this this morning. I'm a person who, as I've gotten older, I, <laughs> this is dangerous to say because people who know me might disagree. I'm a person who doesn't like a lot of words. And, and let me tell you what I mean by that. I like to keep things as concise and short as possible. For instance, I maybe I'm a maybe this is the fact that I'm a product of our culture. Uh, you have to throw ADHD in there for me, but I, I can't endure sitting listening to somebody talk for an hour. It just it drives me crazy. Now, uh, for those of you who know, because I've described before. Uh, generally, when I'm watching movies, I'm doing something else. If I'm alone, I'm working on any number of things. Maybe show prep, for that matter. <laughs> I, it's rare that you're going to find me sitting, in, even in front of a TV, to watch a movie where I'm not doing anything else. And really, the only reason or time I would do that would be, for instance, if I'm in a movie theater or I'm at... Uh, or I'm watching the movie with someone. And because of the engagement and possible conversation that may take place, you know, there's going to be, you know, I'm going to be a lot more focused. So where am I going with this? I, the point of this is, I was thinking to myself, if I were president of the United States, what kind of a State of the Union address would I give? And I'm not even thinking about content. I'm really more thinking about time. I know there are a lot of things to address, potentially address about the country and its state. But I really believe concise and short is the way to go. Just make it short. Don't make people sit there forever and listen to listen to me drone on and on and on forever and ever and ever. I just don't happen to believe I or anybody else is that exciting. And, and particularly these people, I mean, as I think of some, about somebody like Joe Biden, I mean, really? Talk about a lack of self-awareness. Does, and and, and I'm, this is not a political statement. Because I felt this about, really, the last few presidents. I, I just don't have the interest in sitting there and listening to somebody just go on and on for over an hour about what they've done, about the nature of the country and all this. I, and maybe I would have had a different view if I were in a different era, like back during the Reagan era. But I just don't feel it. I don't. Frankly, it's hard. It's terrible to say this, maybe. But I don't care. I don't want to hear what this Mr. Magoo character has to say. For what, 90 minutes tonight? He's going to drone on and on and on and on and on. And it's not even a matter of disagreeing. I can think of plenty of better things to do with my time. I don't know, floss the cat? Clean the dog's ears? I don't know. Watch paint dry? Nonetheless, Joe Biden will speak to a joint session of Congress this evening. Bloomberg reporting this against the backdrop of renewed tensions with China, brewing showdown with House Republicans over raising the federal debt ceiling. 
What's he going to talk about tonight? What's going to be on his mind? How receptive are you going to be to what he has to say? Are you going to bother to listen? The president told reporters Monday, I want to talk to the American people, let them know the state of affairs. What's going on? Why? What I'm looking forward to working on from this point on, what we've done, just have a conversation with the American people. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. Good for you. What's he going to do? He's going to make a clear contrast to the trickle-down economic philosophy that's pervaded thinking for years and decades in the past. Address other hot-button issues, including the war in Ukraine, policing overhaul efforts in the wake of the killing of Tyree Nichols, by the way, Nichols' mother and stepfather, among more than a dozen guests of the First Lady, Jill Biden, and among a group that includes U2 singer Bono, who highlight U.S. efforts to combat HIV-AIDS, and Paul Pelosi, who late last year was attacked by a hammer-wielding home intruder who was searching for his wife, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Other guests hinted at likely legislative priorities Biden will champion during that speech, abortion rights, assault weapons ban, Biden expected to again pitch unity efforts, including cancer research, treating fentanyl abuse, mental health funding. Biden also invited Ambassador of Ukraine, Oksana Markarova, to attend the event, underscoring his intention to press lawmakers to keep aid and arms flowing into that country. After the speech, Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and a group of cabinet officials plan to take their message on the road. Their post-speech travel blitz planned by the White House will see them visit 20 states and host more than 30 events. Boy, will that be exciting. How many of you are going to run out to that? <laughs> Gosh. Am, am I just being cynical here? I just don't have the sense that a lot of people are going to be that inspired. Am I wrong here? What's your sense of expectation about what will be communicated this evening? <laughs> just wait till you hear some of these items on the text line, and we'll get to those and much more. So we continue. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. And over on that text line, we started off mentioning the baby born in the midst of earthquake rubble. This texture, Chris out of Shelby, saying this is a great example of why we should live each day as though it was our last. Because our lives can change in the blink of an eye. Chris, you are so right. On State of the Union. <laughs> you ready for this? We start with, I'd rip up the speech. Another person saying, maybe McCarthy will rip up his speech. No, he would never do that. He's just going to lie about how bad it was under Trump and how great it is now, which not even the Dems will believe. <laughs> 90 minutes of Joe Biden can't stand that long. I'm more focused on how many times he's going to say, let me be perfectly clear. <laughs> yeah. Vince, love your show this morning. If I watch Biden, I would puke and lose my dinner. I will stay up and watch Sarah, though. A reference to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm just being honest with you. Never mind. I'll leave that alone. I'm not going to waste my time and watch one second of it. 
That man is a senile pathological liar. That from Scott G. <laughs> Another text who enjoyed my comment about flossing the cat's teeth. LOL. Vince, I would rather pick the fleas off my dog than watch that senile old turd ramble. <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> I am with you. I don't have much care. It's what the president's saying. I can already see what he's done every day in my bank account and then my daily life. Is flossing the cat a euphemism? A euphemism for something? Just asking. No, it's just as I said it. Flossing the cat. Come on, Vince. You don't want to hear this guy babble in the delusional life he leads. Right. Stephen Indian Trail says, Vince, every time the Democrats clap, Republicans should pop a balloon. Oh, my goodness. That would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, Vince, you have to listen. Biden will explain the full conditions of our country's surrender to China to save the U.S. from Trump 24. <laughs> uh Especially when Mr. Magoo's speech is full of crap. I'm not listening. Since I don't have a cat, I'll floss my neighbor's cat instead. <laughs> There's a great idea. I would rather watch a snow channel than that old fool blabber about ice cream. McCarthy should roll his eyes throughout the State of the Union address and finish it off by tearing up a copy of the speech. Another person says, I'll be sound asleep in my nice, warm bed. Vince, all of the options you listed are more interesting than listening to Dementia Joe babble on destroying the English language for 90 minutes. <laughs> well, you don't know what he's going to say. So if you don't get involved, don't be mad when he takes away more of your rights. What do you think? It's a variety show? LOL, you're just a Trump lover. This is so funny. Total utter BS. Nothing that has anything that we want to hear. I wonder what the over-under is on tonight's speech, blaming the former administration and Trump. I'm going with over. If the Biden administration is so concerned about climate change, why are they going out on the road? Wouldn't visiting 20 states do irreparable harm to the environment? Hmm. Vince, since I cannot work past 8 tonight, there are some things I plan on doing instead of listening to the State of the Union. I plan on petting a porcupine, sandpapering a wildcat's rear end inside a phone booth. I also uh, plan to co-star with Alec Baldwin in a Wild West movie. I'd rather do all of those things than listen to that buffoon. That is from Jeff. <laughs> Okay, folks. Vince, I'm watching wrestling tonight. It's not as phony. Yeah, what is it? Um, what's on Tuesday night? Is that SmackDown or is that another night? It's been a while. Flossing the cat's teeth represents a pathological desire for self-harm. So is washing a fully armed cat. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Since I was going to play a drinking game, I only drink half a shot every time Biden lied, but then I realized I'll be passed out in 30 minutes. And probably have alcohol poisoning. <laughs> it's Jim out of Beasley. <laughs> All right. I think you've uh, gotten an idea as to where people are. Ooh, I've got to share this one. Alan out of Gastonia. I will not be listening to Z, Joe, B. Wow. You obviously get that reference. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have a caller on the line, and I want to go into this because, interestingly enough, this is what we're going to talk about next. The U.S. Navy working to recover the remains of a Chinese high-altitude surveillance balloon after it was shot down over the weekend by an Air Force F-22. China is still insisting it was a weather ship blown astray, expressing strong dissatisfaction over its downing. 
Further cautioning the action may push Beijing to shoot down U.S. aircraft. The Department of Defense says this recovery taking place about six miles off the coast of South Carolina and about 50 feet of water. They had some rough seas out there, and it made it a little challenging to retrieve debris. The balloon was taken down as it floated over the Atlantic Ocean east of Myrtle Beach. And we understand that some remnants of this are already on their way to an FBI lab. So it'll be interesting to see what we're able to discover from this. One commander saying ocean currents could make it impossible to collect all of the debris. And they're warning the public against collecting any of the balloon fragments that wash ashore. So, there's that. The other interesting story is about the possibility that NORAD has missed previous Chinese spy balloon incursions. Isn't this crazy? We're going to talk about this. Remember we had this discussion yesterday because there are people who said that this happened under the Trump administration. And this is one of the things that went through my mind. The possibility, maybe it did. And it was not discovered until later on. Well, apparently, that's what one general is saying. We'll talk about this much more as we continue. On the Vince Coakley radio program. So before the break, I mentioned that we've learned a little more information about what has apparently happened before this particular incursion by the Chinese. Breitbart reporting, General Glenn Van Herc, commander of North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, and Northern Command, Admitted yesterday, the joint U.S.-Canada organization missed previous incursions of Chinese spy balloons, including during the Trump administration. When asked during a news conference whether NORTHCOM was involved in tracking previous Chinese spy balloons that flew into the U.S. airspace during the Biden and Trump administrations, Van Herc said this. So those balloons... Every day, as a NORAD commander, it's my responsibility to detect threats to North America. I will tell you, we did not detect those threats. And that's a domain awareness gap that we have to figure out. But I don't want to go in further detail. He indicated the intelligence community tracked those previous balloons after the incursions through additional means. So in other words, they were already here by the time they discovered them. The intel community, after the fact, I believe, has been briefed already, assessed those threats to additional means of collection from additional means, and made us aware of those balloons that were previously approaching North America or transited North America. So, this sheds a little more light on this. This is not a U.S. military issue. This goes to NORAD. which I think helps to put in perspective all the words that you have heard, the insistence by Donald Trump that it did not happen under his watch. And yesterday, a number of you called or text to indicate that even his enemies have acknowledged that there was no such thing that occurred. Well, now we have a better understanding as to what has happened. It did happen. And this was not made known. Which is really intriguing. You would only hope that at this point, they figured out how these balloons were able to evade detection earlier. I would assume they figure that out now. I would certainly hope so. 
Let's go out to a call from Doug, who wanted to comment on this, out of Six Mile, South Carolina. Good morning, Doug. How you doing this morning, Vince? Doing well, sir. So, I was curious, do you think if these people knew when they knew it back when Trump was president that you would consider this treason? I think that's kind of a stretch to go that far. Um, I do think there's... See, I think we have to figure out why. Why was this not detected? Because we're not talking about any any anybody doing anything wrong here, Doug. It sounds like... There is an inability to detect. Is is this what you're sensing from what I just described to you? Well, what I'm saying is how do you miss something and then realize you missed it if you've never seen it to begin with? Right. I, I think you you discover it through other means. And, uh, you know, at that point, it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I think that's what's happened here. I watch all the alphabet soups in the morning and the first 15 minutes you find all the lies i always say um <laughs> i've heard they thought it was ufos stuff like that um it sounds kind of that sounds pretty far-fetched too but i was just curious um like i said I, I think we need to know when this took place when they knew would you agree Yes, and I would fully expect that the next thing we're going to hear after this revelation, uh, uh, there's probably going to be some sort of congressional hearings on this, wouldn't you think, Doug? That yeah, that's I would, I would. I heard that they're going to be briefing Trump about what what took place this week. Have you heard the same? I have not, but it wouldn't surprise me. It, it would make perfect sense that uh, that kind of briefing would take place. So, uh, yeah. so Doug, let's watch and let's see what we discover in the coming days about the whys and wherefores. Although some of this, when you're talking about NORAD, there's probably some degree of secrecy to this because I would think they would not want everybody to know about their methods and their techniques their technology and their capabilities so uh, some of this is probably not going to be revealed i'm just speculating on this we'd love to get your thoughts as we continue still ahead we have faith focus friday what am i thinking about transformation tuesday i get those mixed up transformation tuesday is coming don't i wish it were friday also we're going to deal with a couple of culture issues one of them the Grammys the other night. We're going to talk about microaggressions. And we will go back in time to a time when it was perfectly fashionable to say boys will be boys and girls will be girls forever. That much more straight ahead. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on or abolish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour number two of our broadcast. <laughs> really interesting to see the responses to the admission that NORAD somehow missed, somehow missed balloon incursions in the past we have this now vince you know if they could have smeared trump with this previously they would have please tell me how they missed them back during trump but now they know so did china tell them or did joe's wayback machine start working again <laughs> It's, this is why Donald Trump is the only logical choice to be president, because there is an entire shadow government that runs this country. Any other president gets installed, will not be able to push back against it. it I, let me just tell you, I'm so tired of this, this shadow government. And what's the other thing that everybody kept quoting over and over again? The deep state. Let me just tell you what I've said before, and I will say it again. Unless 
There is a serious effort to take down this entire thing. I don't want to hear anybody talking about the deep state. It's a waste of freaking time. So don't waste my time talking about it. So unless you have a plan to dismantle this and empower the people, don't talk about it. Don't waste my time. I know I get worked up about this, but I'm so tired of it. The deep state, the deep state, the deep state. And let me just tell you, and I don't care, and, I, and, I'm, and, and I'm saying this because, let me just say it. <laughs> I, I have a good friend, and one of the things we're working on this year is to get rid of disclaimers. Because a lot of times, I will do that before I tell somebody something. It's like I'm trying to soften the blow about what I'm about ready to say. But let me just come right out and say it. If you are a true leader and you have power, if you believe the deep state or whatever, the surveillance state, all these things are so horrible, tell Congress to bring legislation to the floor to dismantle this entire system. In fact, don't ask, demand. And tell them. You want them to deliver something to you in 90 days. First 90 days of your presidency to dismantle the surveillance state. Do a complete overhaul. Maybe shut down the FBI and start all over again. See, unless you're not going to take big steps like this, I don't want to hear you're crying, you're moaning, you're whining about the deep state. I hope you don't think. Some of you, I'm mad or upset with you. I'm not. I just don't think we have the time to waste on whining. There just is not time. If you want to do something about something, do it. And I have a hard time. I said this about Barack Obama. I said the same thing about Donald Trump. You are the freaking most powerful person on the planet as president of the United States of America. I don't need a whiner-in-chief. I need a commander-in-chief. Take charge. Get things done. If something's wrong, fix it. That's what I would do if I were president first day. Call the leaders of Congress and say, how can we get rid of this stuff? How can we do it? Not will we. Oh, can we work together? No. It's time to get rid of all of this garbage. To stop monitoring Americans. And this has to be tied. I know I'm going into deep waters here. This has to be tied to our currency. This has to go to repealing the Federal Reserve Act. Why? I've not heard Donald Trump talk about that, I'm, and I'm not just picking on him, but I'm saying this, this is not a matter of being for or against anybody. I'm telling you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody who wants to come in and restore. If that's not the objective, and you're just coming in, you think you're a better manager of big government, please stay the hell home. I am not interested in your services. Not in the least bit. Just stay home. <laughs> okay. Over on the text line from the upstate. Deep state, deep state, deep state. All we ever have are hearings. When the last time you heard someone say, Marshall, take this person into custody? Deep state. <laughs> this person is trying to troll me, I think. Vince for president from this texture. I will run your campaign. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's get to Transformation Tuesday. Another item from Dr. Steve Crosby. I want you to listen very carefully. This is one of the things I so appreciate about Steve. If we're walking any particular journey that has any value, we're constantly growing. We're able to look at ourselves and acknowledge our shortcomings, acknowledge where we were wrong. Always forward-looking. 
but willing to look back and say, you know what? I really had this wrong. Here's what Steve posted. Is it possible anything you may have learned in Sunday school or were taught in your local church or local church Bible college might be wrong, incomplete, or not quite the whole story? The answer is yes. Not only possible, but guaranteed. I did three years of local church Bible college. It wasn't college. It was indoctrination camp. Frankly, it was an elitist cult, though no one could have convinced me of that at the time. That's the delusional nature of elitism. It is crucifying to ego to admit to myself over the years that I was ignorantly complicit in propagating the indoctrination that I received. It took me about a decade of pain to unlearn the garbage. Father cannot reach us until the thing in which we have invested ourselves proves to be bankrupt through our life experiences. Let me read this to you again. This is so important. Father cannot reach us until the thing in which we have invested ourselves proves itself to be bankrupt through our life experiences. As long as we think this is working. This usually takes time and pain, as long as that thing, whatever it is, is propping up our ego and false identity. We will cling to it like a starving man on a bologna sandwich. I did seven years of undergraduate and graduate studies. Took me about 12 years of independent work to unlearn the garbage. Ditto to above. I consider one of the greatest gifts of God to me personally is the perennial unwiring and rewiring. The Father faithfully and patiently oversees in my life every day. I hold to the person of Christ tightly. I hold to my understanding of the person of Christ loosely. This is powerful, isn't it? My life is not the pattern for all humanity, but neither do I think that my case is that unusual. Let me repeat that again. I hold to the person of Christ tightly. I hold to my understanding of the person of Christ loosely. That's what growth is all about, folks. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program before we move on here, because I'm a nice guy, I'm going to give a couple of people the opportunity uh, to talk, beginning with the call from Bob, been patiently waiting here for a few minutes out of Harrisburg. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. I, I've been a 40-year 40 40 Alaskan, and I've done a lot of work in the Aleutian Islands. Uh, 1,500 miles west of Anchorage, there's an island called Shemya. Shemia is the headquarters of a very large defense monitoring station. Uh, and it's very high tech. That balloon flew right over within 100 miles of Shemia. Now, Alaska has 500,000 square miles of remote land. And we have a population of 800,000 folks. So there's about one person per square mile. They could have shot that balloon down over dry land and recovered everything they needed to recover. Letting it go into the sea was a really stupid mistake. I'm not being mean-spirited here, but uh, sometimes stupid is the word that fits. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I got to tell you. I could have dropped that anywhere. In the, you know, the state of Alaska is monitored. There's major right. military construction uh, uh, services. There are two major Air Force bases and a several remote site military stations. They would have seen that before it even got to Shemya. You know, I'm kind of curious about this, Bob. Do you think if this had... Uh, one of the reasons... And I don't think we even talked about it here. I think one of the reasons this even became an issue is because it became revealed, and it was revealed by people discovering this balloon. I think it was a local TV station. That uh, Do you think... They would have loved if this thing never got any attention, and ultimately they wouldn't have done a darn thing. Is it? Do you think that's what would happen? Yeah, I think it's exactly what would happen. There's no reason to wait till it to get to Montana. They'd already had it in the air for about three thousand miles, and they were watching it the whole way. <laughs> 
it, it's this could all be rather humorous if we're not so serious, Bob. Very much yeah, appreciate right. your your call into the broadcast and sharing your experience. Let's go next to the city of Charlotte and Winston. Good morning, Winston. It's been a while, Vince. Good to talk to you. Just enjoy the show tremendously. Vince, tonight's speech, I don't know if Joe Biden, he always likes to talk about, we're we're fighting for Ukraine's democracy. That's why we're giving the the missiles, the, the, the missiles, the tanks. But when it's democracy that was promised when we when they handed Hong Kong off to China, the deal was that they were going to retain some de- democratic liberties, freedom of speech, and so so forth. Yet to, yesterday, a trial had started, put on trial by the uh, activists for democracy a couple years ago, that uh, they faced life imprisonment. And it's basically a shutdown of any free speech in Hong Kong. Now, if Joe Biden had any, well, you know, he would probably (laughs) go ahead and uh, expose this big lie. What do you think about this, Vince? What are we going to do about Hong Kong and, and, and the backsliding China did on the deal? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You're right on the money, Winston. They've been sold down the river, and nobody cares because the cost of standing up is one politically these folks are just not willing to bear. I mean, that's it really is that simple, Winston. It's rather unfortunate, but this is not the America that um, many of us uh, believe in. Speaking of such, let's talk about some cultural things. Beginning here, how many of you watched the Grammys the other night? I did not. But it's interesting what has happened after the Grammys, some of the reaction. There, you know, despite all the awards that Beyonce won, there was a great deal of disappointment that she did not win Album of the Year. In fact, there's a lot of resentment out there. And some of this is racially driven. And so it's especially galling to people that Harry Styles would end up being the winner. So I wanted to share this because it's a good lead-in to addressing something that needs to be addressed. This is part of the speech from Harry Styles when he received his prize. Listen. I don't think any of us sit in the studio thinking, making decisions based on what is going to get us one of these. This is really, really kind. I'm so, so grateful. I'm going to pass it over to my collaborators who are... I'm just so... uh, This doesn't happen to people like me very often, and this is so, so nice. Thank you very, very much. Isn't it very moving to listen to? It is for me. I don't know anything about this guy. Frankly, don't care. Don't care about any of the drama associated with this. Here's the headline for one story. Harry Styles slammed for clueless remark during his Album of the Year Grammy speech. Clueless. You ask, what was this about? One journalist called Styles' comment the most white privileged thing to ever be uttered at an award show ever for all time. <laughs> Seriously. The Sign of the Times singer ended a pretty standard acceptance speech by saying, This doesn't happen to people like me very often. That remark rubbed some viewers the wrong way, considering he was up against the likes of the Puerto Rican born. Bad Bunny and Beyonce, whose respective wins would have signified the first Spanish language album to win the award or the first black woman to win the award since 1999. To many, a white artist winning the coveted award felt like just another instance of the Recording Academy's tendency to praise and maintain the status quo. Probably doesn't help the Recording Academy's membership is only 31% women, 33% from traditionally underrepresented communities, according to the organization. This doesn't happen to people like me. 
is the most white privilegedest thing to ever be uttered at an award show ever for all time. That's from Sam Sanders. What he tweeted shortly after style speech. Vulture podcast host and former NPR journalist. Other Twitter users agreed. Although it's unclear what Styles meant by people like me, many of his fans assumed he meant someone who began their career in a boy band. Styles' representation did not respond to a request for comment. I just have to tell you that, just as a human being, I very much just listen to people and their words. I don't know what his... In fact, if I had the conversation I'd had, what did you mean by that? But the assumption is, the immediate go-to here is race. You're a white boy. Here you are, yet another white person winning this award. What a stupid thing for you to say. Well, I'm here to say, shut the hell up. Get a life, people. There are things, more things to life than race. We'll talk about this and another little cultural icon as we continue. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. is the Vince Coakley radio program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now back to Vince. (laughs) Talk about uh, straight to the point. This texter says, Grammys are trash. Well, Vince, if these black or Hispanic women want to win, maybe they should make better music. Ooh. Another texter. I think he was misunderstood. Referring to Harry Styles and his comments. I think he was misunderstood. The racist left looks to jump on everything. Yep. I don't know where this person was going. He could be gay. (laughs) Really? Where did that come from? In the upstate, might be some racism involved, but I've also always considered the fact there's more whites buying records than black just due to population percentage. My opinion during the 70s and 80s was that Earth, Wind, and Fire should have won Album of the Year at least eight times. Vince, I did not even know the Grammys were on. That's how disinterested and disconnected I've become with them. I would rather stand next to him. What is this? Oh, <laughs> oh, extra words in here. I would rather stand next to inactive railroad track waiting for a train to come that I know is not going to come. <laughs> Jeff says, actually, I was too busy trying to score a date. Did you succeed, Jeff? Be very curious. Vince of the Grammys, when Harry Styles won Album of the Year, why didn't Kanye West hop up on stage and snatch the award from Styles and then say, this award belongs to Beyonce? (laughs) That would have been entertaining. (laughs) Remember Morgan Freeman, that interview with Mike Wallace, when they were talking about race? It would be valuable for folks to watch it in today's world. We could all grow together by listening to that message. Amen to that, which is why I played that last week. And I will play it again sometime. My thoughts are, if they give the awards to, say, all black members, whether their music was good or bad, just to justify and satisfy their need for accomplishment. (sighs) Yeah. Wouldn't that then diminish the award or make it obsolete? Maybe their thoughts are, give it to the best as opposed to just the minority. Apparently, it is too hard for that crowd to understand that. Yeah. This is really, this is getting old. This texture would like to know, what is a Grammy? <laughs> All right. 
We also have this, and I have a, a good friend I was just talking with last night, and one of the things that, and, and I was talking about this friend to another friend, and I said one of the reasons I so appreciate, for whatever reason, I've always felt comfortable that I can say whatever to this person. That I don't have to do disclaimers. I can just come out and say what needs to be said. And I think in my old age, I'm getting a little bolder, I was tempted to say something to this person on social media. I actually have not seen her in decades. It was back during my time in Indianapolis when I met her. Her name is Denise. Here's what she posted on social media yesterday. Microaggressions and privilege are wearing my nerves down to a dangerous level. I was so tempted to ask her a question. This is what I do very often. I don't come at people, but a lot of times I'll just ask questions. The question I would probably ask her is, do you think you may be the person with the problem rather than other people? By the way, I have in front of me a book, and, and we had Brand Hansen on this show some time ago. He's written a book that I, it stares me in the face every time I walk in here. It's called Unoffendable, How Just One Change Can Make All of Life Better. I, I love this book. I love Brandt's message, which is we need to make ourselves unoffendable. We've got a culture that is just cultivating offense. Can you imagine going around wearing all this stuff? What, uh, microaggressions? Okay, what is the key word in that entire phrase that I shared with you in that entire line micro it's small get over it and stop letting people see the thing is what happens is people are reading stuff that just isn't there okay I've got to get to this quickly and this has been circulating around social media I don't know why but it has been rediscovered it's audio from Mr. Rogers, as in Fred Rogers. I'm going to share a couple of clips with you. One of them is a song that he shared on his show. It's funny because someone posted, Trigger warning, this is the most upsetting thing you will see all weekend. Are you ready for it? I'm not going to give you an intro. I want you to listen to this song. This is Mr. Rogers and just listen to this message how simple it is mr rogers singing about the two genders listen up boys are boys from the beginning if you were born a boy you stay a boy girls are girls right from the start if you were born a girl you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady only girls can be the mommies only boys can be the daddies my goodness in just a few seconds <laughs> this has just blown up so many things that are no longer just taken for granted anymore by the way I always the cynical part of me the girls grow up to be ladies well I hope so and I'd say the same thing of guys. I hope they grow up to be gentlemen. Sadly, so many aren't. But that's another story. We don't take this for granted anymore, do we? What's the reason behind this? Well, there's a conversation that took place on Johnny Carson's show. This is 1980. Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, explaining this song and why it's so important. Listen up. Now what's the second verse? Boys are boys from the beginning. Girls are girls right from the start. Everybody's fancy, everybody's fine, your body's fancy and so is mine. Because sometimes children think that they might change. They might have to change after a while. And you know, we laugh about that now, but it's because we had that concern when we were little. Yeah, because you're really not sure and you thought maybe you'd become a girl or a girl would become a boy, right? Exactly. <laughs> you hear people laughing? This was 1980. Not funny anymore, is it? 
because all of a sudden all of this stuff is under question and can you imagine what they would do now to Fred Rogers he would be vilified I wonder what he would do how he would respond to such criticism I'm just glad for his sake he's not around to deal with the nonsense stay with us up here on the text line style sounds like a foreigner i suspect that's what he meant when he learned he won a prestigious american music award possibly what else do we have here this person in response to what i said about my facebook friend and microaggressions she would probably say that you're being microaggressive (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Also, are we being offended or allowing ourselves to take offense for a selfish reason? Ooh, that is good. On the Mr. Rogers clip, girls will be girls, boys will be boys. I love it when people try to offend me. I literally laugh at them as I refuse to give that rubbish power over me. It's just words. It's up to you whether you give those words the power to offend you. Amen. This person, why should I take Mr. Rogers' word for it? (laughs) About boys will be boys, girls will be girls. Lola, it's a mixed up world and a shook up world, said my Lola. Let us see. Good morning, Vince. Loving your show. God will bless you for your service, especially when you get to heaven. Thank you so much. That's from Deanna. Well, thank you for your kind words. Rogers, didn't he live in a white Republican neighborhood? (laughs) I would certainly say he was hardly, I suspect, I don't know his politics. I don't think he was conservative by any means. I don't know, though. I really don't. The people on the Carson show were laughing because all this gender crap didn't exist back then. And the song was correct. Look at Canada now. It's a crime to call somebody a he when they feel they're a she. It's a mess, isn't it? Why is it when kids have issues regarding sexuality, we assume the problem is the body is what's wrong needs to be altered to match a current emotional or psychological state of mind. That would be like having a suicide hotline, and when someone calls, the protocol is great. How can I help with that? We provide ropes and firearms for free. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's in chills down my spine. That's exactly what we're doing, isn't it? That is exactly what we're doing. Mm. This texture in the upstate, we are so far gone. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Ah. I hope this is an opportunity for you to enjoy at least a couple of hours of sanity. <laughs> Where your sanity is affirmed. You don't need me to agree with you, but it's, isn't it nice to have somebody just affirm, you know, I call these sanity checks. Sometimes I have these with people I know. Let's say I talk to somebody who's having an issue or maybe I had an encounter of some type that just caused me to wonder about my own sanity. That's what I call sanity checks. So hopefully... We can serve that purpose right here. What do you think? Time for us to very quickly get to the day in history. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing real good, Vince. 
Terrific. 1817, Baltimore got the very first gas streetlight in America. Can you believe that was way back in 1817? Long history for that. Yeah, it's, really a, it's, a, it's a faint memory, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, 1882. John L. Sullivan, the last bare-knuckle boxing champ, he beat Patty Ryan. That's big business again. Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. 1894, here's one for you. An instrument maker, a musical instrument maker, his name was Adolf Sachs. He passed away on this day in 1894. What do you think this man made? Uh, the oboe? <laughs> Mr. Sachs, what are you going to call this thing? Uh, Will it be the saxophone? Uh, that is pretty funny. That is uh, really good. Yes, a number of other musical instruments, wind and brass instruments, pianos, harps, guitars. Study the flute and the clarinet. This guy was a musical genius, apparently. So that's pretty awesome. 1943, World War I rationing of leather shoes in the USA. You could actually, actually World War II, you could only buy three pair per year. That's pretty weird. 1962, a full trade embargo put in place with Cuba. Who was the president who did that? Uh, that would have been Castro. Well, you're talking about the American president. <laughs> yes. Uh, was it Kennedy? It's Kennedy indeed. And that's all the time we have, folks. Thanks a lot for joining us in the broadcast. Have yourselves a great day. Be safe out there, and God bless you. Adios. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.